You're listening to episode five of the Feed You podcast. Welcome to the Feed You podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Feed You Podcast. I am so excited to have you here and I am so grateful you are tuning in. I am grateful to each and every one of you that listens to this podcast. It really is a gift from the heart and it means the world to me that you tune in, whether you're out for a walk or you're riding your bike or you're at the gym or maybe even listening in your car. It means the world to me that you've tuned in and I am so happy you're here. So thank you for tuning in. And this month we've been talking all about mindset and how that affects your business. And today is no exception. We're going to move a little bit outside of mindset and talk about emotions and emotions that can be trapped in your molecular makeup, as well as um, beliefs that may be holding you back in your business. Uh, Our guest, I can't wait to introduce you to, is going to talk about how those patterns are set at a very young age, usually starting at about age three or four, and then completed at around age 21, 22. And so a lot of these beliefs that we have around money and success and our fears and different things we hold on to, we really didn't have any control over creating those. They were created for us through experience and through... Uh, childhood and through the people that influenced us as we were growing up in our life. Well, um, my guest, Terry Cardula, who I'll introduce you to in just a minute, what um, believes and has worked with many people on releasing not only those thoughts and belief systems, but the emotions that are attached to those. And a lot of times when you have emotions that are surrounded around those belief systems, it's really hard to let them go because they just seem like they're so natural. And so Terry's going to walk us through some of the techniques that she uses and some of the philosophy and thought behind that, and hopefully give you some direction and some tips and tools to get you going, as well as um, helping you to move forward and thrive and grow your business past your, even your biggest, your uh, wildest dreams and imagination. So let me tell you a little bit about Terry Cardula. She is not only the owner and executive director of the Creative Counseling Center here in Denver, but she's also a licensed professional counselor, a credentialed trauma therapist, an author, a teacher, a trainer, and a national keynote speaker. Holy moly. In addition, she's also been featured on local Denver area TV and radio shows, and she's been working in the counseling field since 1999. She works in both individual and group therapy counseling for children, adolescents, adults, and her clients currently are primarily women and female entrepreneurs living generally unfulfilled lives. They feel weighed down by limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, fear, anxiety, and depression, possibly due to past trauma. Through her truly integrative approach, Terry empowers her clients to create massive change and expand far beyond their wildest personal and professional dreams. So let's welcome Terry to the show. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast. I am so excited to have Terry Cardula here as my guest. And she has a company called Talking with Terry. And you heard a little bit about her in the intro, but Terry, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started. Yeah. 
Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so, as she said, I'm Terry Cardula, and uh, women entrepreneurs hire me to ignite the magic within uh, because most are consumed by fear, beat down by unconscious limiting beliefs, and without even knowing it, are addicted to self sabotage, and they lack the tools uh, to really get back on track. So, I help them unleash their greatest transformation by clearing out the unconscious blocks that are holding them back personally and professionally to really catapult their business and to generate more money, more clients, um, with, a lot less, um, with a lot less effort. So I originally got started um, with, uh, I've created a very successful counseling practice. And as of about a few weeks ago, it is officially running itself. And um, so I've taken and over this course of probably 20, 25 years, just incorporated a lot of, um, you know, traditional counseling, you know, 20 years of a counseling practice and then, and then applying the energy psychology and then applying the principles of law of attraction to really help hone in um, to what people are needing um, to release those blocks that are holding people back in their business. So I've had the experience of um, spending a very pre brief periods with Terry and she is phenomenal and she really does not do herself justice when she's describing what she does. So a lot of us as entrepreneurs, um, we really are stuck and we don't even realize we're stuck. And that's one of the things that I want you to talk about is that, you know, we, we keep doing the same things over and over and over and we expect to get different results and we don't even realize why we can't get different results. So right. will you describe to us a little bit about, you know, how to identify those stuck areas or how we can see, you know, ask ourselves questions so that we can bring those um, issues to the surface and we can start to deal with them, whether we have your help or a little bit on our own, and then we go and get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, first of all, you're absolutely right. And I think it's the way the, the brain is designed. You know, it has been said that 90% of the thoughts that we have every day are the thoughts that we've had the previous day. So if you think about that, like we're just constantly recycling our thoughts and if they're not serving us, you know, we, we know that um, we have 50 to 60,000 thoughts a day and only 2000 of those are conscious thoughts. So when we think we're running the show, we're really not. It's whatever our unconscious and subconscious thoughts are running the show with. And so most of those thoughts are negative. And so uh, I would agree with you. Most people do not know that they're, they're being held back. And if they do know, they're like, where, you know, what is it, right? And so I talk a lot about self-sabotage. It's an unconscious um, place where, you know, we're holding ourselves back, but we're not really sure where and what that looks like. And so some, you know, first of all, recognizing, you know, where that is. And so I think just starting off with a couple questions of, you know, am I where I'd like to be? Because a lot of people will say, no, I, I'm not, I'm not where I'd like to be. Um, and so, you know, and if I were, you know, where is that that you'd like to be? And um, let's see some other questions that you could be asking yourself just to clarify, identify some stuff that's going on with you is, you know, um, if, um, you know, what, what is coming up um, that keeps coming up? Is there a pattern or a theme in your life that keeps showing its head? And you see it over here, maybe in your personal life, you see it here, you see it here in relationships. Like what are those constant themes that you're noticing and recognizing in your life? Because that will give you some clues 
to as as well. You know, when I'm working with folks, I have them do um, a pretty lengthy um, um, screening with lots of different questions on there. And really, I'm just looking at, okay, what are they consciously aware of um, that's showing up in their lives? And most people, this is this is the this is the the phenomenal part. Most people, when they go through and answer those questions, they give me so much information. And so even if they don't, if they don't know consciously what's creating that, I can look at that and say, oh, here's a big flag, here's a big flag, here's a big flag. Because when we look at um, issues like self-sabotage or anxiety or depression or um, any of those kind of bigger, what I call the forest, because it's, it's such a global, um, it's such a global term. There's all these other, like, if you will, like little trees that make up that forest. And so when we get the big trees, when those, we get those core beliefs cleared out, the cool thing about EFT um, and one of the tools that I use is it starts to wipe down the rest of the trees that are attached to it. And it's just profound. So you and I had talked um, recently about what is EFT and EFT stands for emotional freedom technique. And that's one of the many, many, many tools that I use. Um, I joke and say that I, I've, you know, kind of put that on like, you know, super speed as far as, you know, I, I incorporate other energy, uh, energy work and energy psychology and energy tools to lay on top of that, just to really clear up things really quickly for folks. Because as a, you know, as, as a therapist, you know, with 20 years of experience, like I, you know, I would, clients would come in and say, okay, how are you feeling? And, and that's, that's helpful. And the cognitive therapy is helpful. But when I realized the connection between the body, the mind and the spirit, and how we can clear out such stuff so much faster and so much more effective, I'm like, oh, here it is. Yeah. And so I love utilizing that technique. Um, in addition to some of the other things to really just help propel people forward. So for those people that are really, they have no idea what EFT is, can we just um, describe it a little bit? Like it's a tapping yeah. motion, but can you go into yeah. a little bit of detail about why you yeah. tap certain mm -hmm. parts? And mm -hmm. So some people are, have heard of it as tapping, tapping therapy, um, you know, some other terms that are out there. And so essentially what it is, is, is acupuncture without the needles. So most people are familiar with acupuncture where they're, they're using needles in the various meridians and acupressure is a, a using applied pressure to a certain point. Um, and then EFT is using a tapping motion. So um, we, we wanna stimulate those points that are on the body. So for those listening, I'm gonna try to describe the points and those that are watching you guys get the, the benefit of seeing it in action. Um, so the karate chop is right here on the side of your hand. Um, so if you take your pinky and follow it down on the side, that's the karate chop. Um, and you can use that when we're clearing out uh, what we call reversals, because most people are, if we were to muscle test, and muscle testing is a, a way of um, kinesiology testing, um, energy and information. And so most people are in self-sabotage when they come in and see. So using this point, it allows us to break through that, that sabotaging tendency to really clear them out. And then we can start the tapping. Okay. I'm going to, one point. quick question is if, yeah. can people do this for themselves, this tapping Absolutely. information? And that's what I really enjoyed about this. When I was getting trained, um, I actually, how I got connected to this, I was actually in um, a, a class and I used to be terrified absolutely terrified of spiders 
I mean, I can't even tell you, like I was beyond terrified and I was in this class training and there was a little tiny spider that was on the floor and it comes crawling across and I found myself like pulling my legs up into my chair and then all of a sudden I start like to panic and at for like a, th a few minutes someone goes are you okay and I'm like um so I leaned over and I was like I don't want to alarm you I think we're all gonna die <laughs> and um they're like what and I'm like there's a spider in here and I think we might all die and um I was like almost in like full panic and I was just like I couldn't hold like I couldn't contain it anymore and so they actually the the professor of the class took a 15, 20 minute break just for me to like calm myself down. Um, and so there's a guy sitting next to me and he's like, I see that you're really terrified of spiders. Can I do this? I'm like tapping thing on you. And I'm like, okay, crazy guy. Um, I was like, <laughs> like, I've had this fear for like, I don't know, probably at the time, like 23, 24 years. I'm like, sure, I'll do anything. He starts tapping and starts doing this and that. And I'm looking up and looking down and humming. And I'm like, this is like literally the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I'm like, this guy is, what is this guy now? So I leave that class and I, I was calm afterwards, came back, finished up the class. And I, like probably about two weeks later, I was out on a boat dock and I would walk through, um, um, uh, oh gosh, um, I was just walking through on the boat dock and there was a, a spider web. And I had walked through the spider web and I did not freak out, but I didn't know that I didn't freak out. Okay. Which was interesting. And then probably about a month later after that, there was a little tiny spider in our bedroom. So I went over and I took a tissue and I took it off the, I took it off um, the wall and I went and don't judge, but I, I flushed it down the toilet. Um, and my husband looked at me and goes, what did you just do? I go, what do you mean? And he goes, no, no, no. What did you just do? And I'm like, well, there was a spider. I took care of it. Like, what's the big deal? And he's like, there was a spider and you took care of it. We didn't have to call the police. We didn't have to call the fire department. We didn't have to evacuate the building. We didn't have to stay in a hotel for two days. Like what's going on? And I was like, oh my gosh, there was this guy, this crazy guy doing this tapping stuff on me. And so he actually was trained in thought field therapy, which is really the father of EFT. And so Gary, um, Gary Craig um, had taken that class and then realized that there was an easier way to teach people um, to make it more user-friendly and so that's how I got introduced to it and then I was like it, you know after being you know just having this incredible um, phobia for so many years I was like there's something to this um, and I've been you know that's I don't know how many years ago that's been probably close to about 15 years now and I am absolutely still okay with seeing spiders and taking care of spiders. And it's just amazing. That's incredible. Um, That's really incredible. incredible. I mean, wow. And so when we look at, when we look at it, um, so EFT, if you think about it, it's so in, it's more of a Western based, uh, I'm sorry, Eastern based medicine where, you know, in Chinese about around or in, um, the Chinese culture around 5,000 plus years ago, they've discovered these like energy circle circuits in our bodies. And so these meridians uh, is either at the beginning of or at the end of these energy, um, these energy patterns. And so we can tap on those and what it does is just release. So, you know, EFT, like the principle of it says, you know, there is a, dis a disruption, energetic disruption in the, the body. And so once we go ahead and like tap on these points, it releases that disruption and it can kind of go back to the homeostasis. And so it's just profound. I, I, I've had, you know, success story after success story 
And now I, I apply it to business owners and it seems like a, maybe a far stretch, but what happens is, is when we have these blocks in our business, when we have them, you know, cold, I mean, I was teaching a class um, at the chamber one day and I, all, it was all these business owners that were terrified of cold calling, what I call, what they call cold calling. Um, I like to call it connection calls, which is a different, it has a different flavor to it. Um, and they, it was amazing just to see the results after that. Like I had people calling me and like letting me know, like, this is like how it's so much easier. It's so much, I was able to close people. I mean, it's just really profound on, on how many ways in which you can use this in, you know, pretty much anything we can use it on. And I, yeah, I love that. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty incredible. I've had the experience of walking through a couple different situations with you just really quickly. And, um, what I really love about it is that you've not only are teaching this and you have different courses and you're, you're using it with your clients, but you also have written a book that explains all of this and it walks you through a lot of the different things that Terry has in her toolbox. And um, I'm going to put that, put the link to buy that book in the show notes. But I did want to mention that it's a really good resource for you. If you are listening to this and you can't see the tapping points that we're going to walk through, she puts that in there. And um, I have uh, created a download to go with this episode. So you can also just download the tapping points so you know where to tap. And then Terry, if you'll just walk us through um, just a a general, you know, we don't have to work on a specific um, problem or anything, but let's just walk through, you know, what it would be like to start yeah. doing this for yourself. Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, you know, so the karate chop is on the side of the hand, like close to the pinky. You go down, it's kind of on that. It's just, a, yeah, the side of the hand there. Um, and you, we can interchange, use that or on the sore spot. So if you were to take your hand and put it up towards your like chest to see it, like, I don't know, like when you, when you um, do it, the pledge of allegiance, right? Um, that spot right there. And if you rub it, it, it's supposed to feel a little sore. Um, you can do on either side. Um, and like you said, the, the folks that are not able to see this, she's going to send out a, a visual of these points as well. So, um, and then those two points can be used interchangeably. And, and how you start it out is you say, even though I have this blank, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So even though I have this, you know, fear, we want to be as specific as possible. So maybe it's, even though I have this fear of speaking, I deeply and completely love and accept myself. So we're going to do that on either the karate chop, which is here, or the um, sore spot, which is on your chest. And then we're going to say that three times, and then we go into the tapping points. And so when we're doing these tapping points, we're going to be saying a, a statement, if you will. And the reason why we say a statement is just to stay connected to that emotional, that emotional place. Now, oftentimes, people will start crying or people will start yawning. These are all great indicators um, that energy is shifting. And so if someone is crying, I may not even say anything any further for a period of time and just continue tapping at the point. So the next point is at the head point. So if you were to balance a book on the top of your head, it's right there at the top of the head point. The next point is closer to the eyebrow, so on your inner side of your eyebrows, um, that point right there and on the side of the eyes, if you look, um, just kind of like a little, it's like a little divot. I feel like it's right there on the side of the eyes and then underneath your eyes, right on the, the cheekbone there, um, is the next point. And then the nose point is just right under your nose. Some people are very ticklish. And so if they are ticklish, if you just pull that taunt like that, um, and tap, it does not allow it to, 
it takes away that little ticklishness for some folks. And then the chin is just right in the middle of the chin. And then the um, collarbone point is right here on the collarbone. And it really is one inch by one inch. So if you find your collarbone, go one inch by one inch. I'm wearing a necklace today, but I know where the point is. So it's just right there. And how I teach people is to hold your hand kind of like this. Um, and so it's then, like a loose fist for those of you listening. Yeah, it's like a loose fist. Um, and I have some videos on my um, YouTube channel that, that demonstrates this as well. Or you can use two hands, but what I find when people use two hands, for some reason they end out further out beyond the point. I don't know what it is. Um, so I, using a fist just really allows us to hit both of those points without um, going too far out. And then the next point is underneath the arm. It's about four inches underneath the arm. So at, for women, it's usually at the bra line. And we can tap both sides. Um, we can tap just one at a time. It really doesn't matter. And then after we go through that point, then we go through the hand point. And the hand points first start off with the thumb. Um, so either side, left or right, but it's on the like closest to the um, side of the thumb, closest to the nail. And so you tap on that point. And then same place on the first finger. So you're gonna tap on that side of the finger, do, 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 like that. I'm gonna try to show it on camera too. And then middle finger is the same place. And then we're gonna skip our ring finger and we're gonna try pinky. And the reason why we skip our ring finger is because Gary believed in systemizing everything and making it really user friendly. So that point is the exact same point as the next point that we're gonna tap. Um, so he just felt like it was redundant, so just skip it. So the next point is where we call the nine gamut spot, where it's between the pinky and the ring finger on the back of your hand. Um, and then you're gonna tap that point too. So between the pinky and the ring finger, either on your left or right hand. And this is where it gets really silly and I have people looking at me like, what, what are we doing this for? So while you're tapping, I have people close their eyes and then open their eyes. And then I have you look hard down left without moving your head. And then you're gonna look hard down right without moving your head. And then you look uh, in a circle up to a circle um, or an around. So you make your eyes go up and around um, without moving your head and then you go the opposite direction while you're still tapping. And then from there we hum five seconds of twinkle twinkle. <laughs> we count to five, one, two, three, four, five, and then we count again. <laughs> now a lot of times, and then that's the end of that section, and that's as weird as it gets, I, pro I promise. So a lot of people always ask me like, why do we do this? So what's happening in the brain, and I usually draw a little picture of the brain, and I draw this little like filing cabinet, and at night, when your brain goes to sleep, your brain is processing stuff, short-term memory, long-term memory, deleting this because I you know, saved it in my phone or whatnot. Your brain is designing to go and file really beautifully into that. I always say it's like a little lateral filing cabinet in your brain. So that information is supposed to be going back into that lateral filing cabinet. When trauma happens or perceived trauma, I think it's important to say, um, when trauma or perceived trauma happens, um, that information does not get filed away because what happens is we go into a fight, fight, or freeze situation. And so it, it's almost as if there's a filing cabinet and I'm trying to throw something and file it, but ah, it doesn't get into the filing cabinet. So it kind of hangs out there. And, and the way we know is because pe we, um, people get triggered. And so we often think that we, it has to be a conscious trigger 
most of the time it's an unconscious trigger. So if you think about our brain, if you hold your hands out all the way out and you wiggle your, your fingers and you see, you know, if we can, we take in 180 degrees of information and our brain is processing 400 billion bits of information every single second. And so when that information doesn't get filed, it kind of just hangs out there. And so we know that when we get triggered by something. Okay. So if I'm having coffee with you, Alyssa, and we're at the coffee shop and you know, um, I've had something traumatic happen and I like maybe I had a traumatic car accident and there's a car accident that's happening. You and I are having coffee. We're having a great time. And there's a car or screeching tires outside the coffee shop. And I'm like, I'm engaged with you. But all of a sudden I hear my brain is going over there and then all of a sudden, okay, now I'm starting to have a panic attack. And you, and you ask me, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know because my brain picked up on this little tiny bit of information that's not even in, our, you know, in my conscious awareness. And so um, what EFT does is allows the brain to, to, we activate the left hemisphere and then the right hemisphere. So when we're looking down hard left, we're activating the right hemisphere. When we're looking down hard left or right, we're activating the left. And vice versa, when we close our eyes, open our eyes, when we hum, when we count, we're activating different parts of the brain so that that information then gets an opportunity to get filed away. Now, I, I was um, mentioning earlier that this is not the men in black pen where it says, you have no more memory because you will always have that memory. Um, what EFT does is really takes away the emotional intensity of it and files it back in a way that your brain can process it, process it and allows you to, you know, kind of integrate it, incorporate it into your life so that you can still get, you know, meaning and understanding and really the gifts out of situations without having it be completely throwing you off your game every single time you think about it, if that makes sense. It does. And so um, I'm, I'm going to share just really quickly that I worked on a, a grief situation with Terry a few weeks ago. And um, it was very interesting because yesterday there was a song that came out on the radio that would have typically reminded me of the situation. And in the past, I would have had a very strong emotional reaction to it. And I could see myself going down that path, but it was almost like watching what I used to be and um, how I used to feel about it. And so I still had the grief. The grief was still there and I was, there was still a little bit of sadness, but it was still, it was almost like I was outside of it. Yeah. And that sounds a little bit wacky, but it, you know, it was like, I could see that, yes, I'm still sad that that is, you know, that this person isn't here with me to have these experiences, but um, the actual emotional piece of it, of like breaking down and being a complete wreck about it wasn't there anymore. And I just thought that was a really interesting perception on my end of, of the work that we did because yeah. I was kind of waiting for it to come up again so I could talk to you about it. And that was really quick. That was a really quick, you know, little, you know, taster session. Um, you know, I think that, I think that's a, a lot of times when I'm either teaching the class and when I'm teaching class, we actually bring in experiential um, experiences. So we do actually have people Phobias and um, uh, food addictions are really easy to clear out very quickly. Um, so I usually bring in, have people bring in um, um, certain foods um, so we can experience it right then and there. And then also like physical pains and elements that we have people experiment in the classroom with. And then usually depending on who, what things are coming up, um, you know, we'll have, you know, a situation or a trauma or things like that to clear out. And it's pretty amazing. Um, when we're done, that's typically what people say. It's like, I feel like I'm outside myself. I feel like, um, 
um, I feel like it's a, it's a memory. Um, I don't have the emotional connection um, that it used to like just throw me off my game. It used to, you know, um, take me into this deep, dark depression. It's there. It's the, the, the memory is there, um, but the emotional intensity is not there. Or I had this one lady came into my office one day and she was just, just an emotional like wreck. And it was something that was impacting her business. And um, so I was like, well, let's just take a moment. Let's just really what I was doing is trying to regulate her so that she can, so that we could work on, you know, the things that she really desired to work on. And, and after like, I think it was about, we had about three rounds. So under, under five minutes. And um, she was just like, I can't believe we spent all that time on something that really wasn't bothering me. And I go, oh, well, <laughs> If you were a 10 when you first came in <laughs> and then she went to a zero and she was like, oh, well, and so she didn't have awareness of like how badly she was presenting with it, which is, which was kind of funny. And so I had to like kind of share, cause I always take little notes so that I have something physically to show them where they're at. Um, but it's, it's amazing how, and I use this on, you can use this once you have learned this tool, you can use it on absolutely everything. Um, I'm not a big fan of taking medication. So if I have a headache, I will use it for headaches. I'll, you know, I use it to improve my golf game. I, um, you know, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm working out and I have like a cramp or something or, you know, whatever, I use it on that piece. So you can use it on pretty much anything on fear, on, on public speaking. I used this years and years and years ago on my own personal speaking because I was so, or public speaking because I was so afraid. I mean, you asked me 12 years ago to stand up and speak, I would have been like terrified. Um, but I actually used EFT um, to clear out some of those phobias and fears that I had associated with speaking in public, um, just from my own, you know, learning challenges as a child. So, I mean, you can use it in uh, any, any way, and especially for those that are looking at how do I create more in my business or how do I, um, um, be in alignment with what I'm creating or if there's a, if there's, if I'm self-sabotaging or if I'm procrastinating, there's our, you know, these are things that we can look at to clear out, to really allow yourself to, you know, show up at your, for your best capacity and to, you know, really, ex you know, propel your business forward. Right. And uh, one thing that I wanted to touch on that came to me while you were talking is, you know, we are, we always think we're in, in control of the show and research has shown that 95% of everything that happens in our body and in our life is our subconscious. So when you were talking about healing those different things that are going on in your body, that may seem a little bit far out there to people, but I want to bring it back to those statistics that 95% of what's happening out here in the world mm -hmm. has nothing to do with what we think we are controlling. Right. And so, I mean, as far as I'm just curious from my own perspective, you know, we've talked about different issues and you, you um, use the example of, you know, taking down the trees of the forest with, you know, certain blocks and stuff. How far back does some of this stuff go? Oh my goodness. Well, when you think about um, our brain and how our brain is designed. So in the first three years and even pushing that out to the first like seven years of our life, we are collecting information completely unconscious. And so all of that information is really shaping how our brain is designed. And so um, I studied a lot with Dr. Bruce Perry, who's kind of like the brain guru, if you will. And so those experiences start to shape how our brain is designed. And so, you know, 
our brain then goes from the reptilian part of the brain and then it forms all the way up to the executive functioning of the brain. And our brain isn't actually fully developed until around, some research says 25, most research says 26. So whichever one you read and believe, but around age 25 or 26 is when we, we get our frontal cortex completely online. So everything else, and then the brain builds upon, if you think about it, we start with the reptilian part of the brain. And then however that is formed and structured, we build, our brain builds from there. And then it builds from here and then it builds all the way out. So if we don't have a really solid you know, foundation, the rest of the brain is built upon, upon that, okay? So that's some interesting information. So, but we, if, we didn't, if we grew up in a, an environment that wasn't safe that, or we didn't perceive as safe or we got messages that were not good enough or you know, most belief systems really can be boiled down to I'm not blank enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not, you know, um, whatever those enoughs are, those belief systems are unconsciously starting being created early as, you know, the first three years of our life, um, which is sometimes hard to believe. But then we go through, and then as I've talked many times, is um, we have this part in our brain called the reticulating activation system. And so that part in the brain is always scanning and seeking out evidence. And so we scan the environment. If we believe that we're not good enough, our brain will scan and find information to support that. This is, well, you didn't pass that test. Must not be good enough. Well, you, you know, messed up over here. You didn't do the tour, you know. And so our brain is going, yep, evidence, evidence, evidence. And then pretty soon we have this huge belief system that is not serving us because most of the time this is given, this information has been given to us. It's not our stuff. It's other people's insecurities. It's other people's, um, you know, I've had, I've been told so many times in my life that I couldn't do something because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't about me. It was about them. And it wasn't, they weren't able to live up to their dreams or their potential. And so they put it onto me. And I, for a long time, I owned some of this stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't my story. And so what EFT has done for me and along with some of the other energy tools that I use is it has broken away from like, what is mine is mine. What, what is someone else's? I'm giving that back because I'm not going to take that and own that um, because that holds me back personally and professionally when I've taken on other people's stories. That's, right. That's, that's, not serving, that's not serving me today. Right. So if we relate that to say your business and you're not making enough money in your business, a lot of those core beliefs may be coming from your parents and, you know, hearing, you know, money doesn't grow on trees and you have to work Absolutely. really hard for money. Yep. It's amazing how people can just relate. They're like, you know, um, here, you know, especially when it comes to like, I had, a, I had an individual in here um, not too long ago. And in our third session, she was like, I need, I'm desperate for clients. I don't have enough clients. And so we cleared out. It was actually interesting because it was a money block that was in a relationship to someone very close to her. So as soon as we cleared that piece out of it, you know, she was that third week. Now, granted, she did what I told her to do, which was key because I had her doing some other work as well um, so that she could really generate into her business. But we cleared out some of these key blocks. And within that third week, she was able to close seven clients, which to me and you, that's not bad, right? But she was another coach. And so that seven clients equaled $35,000 in her business. And to me, like how many more of us, how many of us would like to have $35,000 weeks, right? In our business. I'll take that all day long, right? Exactly. Uh, and that's the, profound, that's the profound result of, you know, when we clear out those blocks and we can actually 
you'll see them show up like going, wow, because I don't have that block that's holding me back anymore. And now I can receive and generate more in my business, which to me is super sexy. <laughs> well, and it can be really frustrating as an entre entrepreneur to be doing the work and creating everything that you're creating and, you know, getting out there and doing the networking and doing all of the things that you need to do to grow your business and then still not see success. Well, if you're at that point and you're an entrepreneur, yeah. this may be the very tool that you need to implement and the, the systems that you need to implement just so that you can propel and make that money that you're, yeah. you deserve to make. I think that a lot, I, and I, and I, I don't know this for certain, but you know, the research says that, you know, in the first five years, 50% um, of businesses go out, go out of business. And I hear um, so many, I, I, I receive, you know, phone calls, you know, man, I'm so frustrated. I'm doing everything that I'm quote supposed to do, right? I'm doing the networking, I'm getting out there and I'm just not making ends meet. And I heard an alarming statistic the other day, and I was like blown away that only 4%, 4% of entrepreneurs are making over $40,000 or more. And I was like, what? 4%? And to me, that's like, that's, I mean, go get a job. I mean, at that point, because, but, but I think what happens is, is we, we go into, you know, entrepreneurship and we think, oh my gosh, I got to own my own business, set my own hours and all this amazing, yummy thing. But at the same time, I'm responsible for that, making that cash register ring. And if I have any beliefs that I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not competent enough, or whatever those belief systems that are holding me back, I'm not going to see the results or the outcomes that I would like to see in my business in a quick, you know, in a fast, in a fast way. I'm even going to take it one step further. And, you know, I believe that we live in a limitless universe, that money is limitless, that time is limitless, and that the limitations we put on it are usually learned in that reptilian brain. And that, you know, unless we unlearn that as entrepreneurs, look at it as, you know, just printing money. They print money all day, every day, billions and billions of dollars. There's billions and billions of dollars out there for us to go get. And the block, the block is not money. The block right. is not time. The block is us. And so I love that you've given uh, an alternative, easy way that people, that they can get started and see the results and then they can come and learn more from you and, yeah. and work and more if with you. Think you. About it, if you think about it, money is energy, right? And so how do we treat energy and how are we treating this? Um, are we receiving it? Because I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with, we, are like, we have this giving mentality and I think it's brilliant. Um, but we have to be able to give from our abundance. And, you know, so we, we always giving, 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 but then oftentimes, and I'm going to say this, um, I may not be liked by many, but when I say this, but we're not willing to receive because there's a part of us as well. If I receive, then, you know, um, I'm being whatever. Right. Um, but if it, in order for energy to work, there's always a give and a take, a give and a take, there's a give and a receive. And so if I'm not allowing myself to receive that back, I'm actually, essentially what I'm doing is cutting off the energy. So if you and I were playing catch, I throw the ball to you, you're, 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 you're receiving it, you throw it back to me, I'm receiving it, giving or receiving, right? But if you, get, you throw it to me and I, I block it and I put my hands up and don't receive it, I actually, the ball will drop, right? It will take it out of circulation, it'll take it out of that flow. And so I think a lot of times we're not willing to receive it. And so that in itself is usually a block for people. And as soon as we clear out that block that says, you know, why are you not allowing yourself to receive the goodness in life? 
I'm like, oh yes, well, I was, I was told that, you know, I can't make more money than my parents or I can't do this. Or if I make money, money is evil or, you know, whatever the story is around that piece. Um, because like you said, we were actually born with only two fears. That's it. Two fears. Every single thing else is learned. So the brilliance in this, if it can be learned, it can be unlearned, right? So, um, so EFT will help. So what it does is kind of help break that connection that's happening in the brain. So right now, like this seat means this. Well, when we break those patterns in the brain, this is, oh, actually this could mean something else. That's when it gets really juicy and really fun to play with because then we can play in that place of possibilities and that we can play in the, the limitless, you know, possibilities that the universe brings us. And then honestly, that's why my book was called Be the Magic of You because my clients kept leaving and they said, oh my goodness, I feel magical. I feel like I have a magic wand. And so that's how the, the title came about because I'm like, oh, Be the Magic of You um, is it does allow us to feel pretty magical and, and we can create on demand. That's awesome. And so just so you all know out there in TV and radio land, I have created a download for you and you can find it at alisaconnor.com forward slash port podcast um, that will walk you through what we just talked about with Terry to get you started. But Terry, before we let you go, I would, you have so many exciting things going on and I really want you to talk about um, one, the planner that you have available because that's yeah. been a great tool for me, but also yeah. all of your upcoming events and trainings and places that people can find you. Yes. Well, that you can always check me out on uh, my website. It's ter- uh, talkingwithterry, T-E-R-I, dot com. Um, all my events and um, everything that you'll need to know is right there. I also have a Facebook Live. It's every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time that I jump on, share nuggets. That's always a great time. And then, of course, like you said, the Be the Magic of You, Tools to Transform Your Life bestselling um, book is available on the website as well as um, any major bookstore and um, available um, on Amazon as well. And then the Daily Intentions Planners. So um, I created these planners essentially for myself. Let's be honest. (laughs) I created this planner and I started using it for myself because I was like, how do I organize and be very intentional creating and applying not only um, the, you know, law of attraction, but also brain science um, to be very intentional every single day of clearing it up and my um, day out. And I'll be honest, I was um, traveling last Friday and I actually did not do mine because I was so busy and I was like out of sorts the next day. I'm like, ah, what is it? What's wrong? What's, what did I do today? And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't set my intentions today. Um, so what this does is allows us to tap into um, the law of attraction and our brain and really become intentional and allows us to create um, um, and be very intentional every day of creating and generating in our life and in our business. So those are available um, as well online and on the website. And um, in here shortly, um, they will be also um, available at some other locations as well. Nice. And I love that um, intentions planner. And you really do feel kind of wackadoo if you don't use it. So um, it's really, it, it puts everything else into action. Like it's the action piece of it, of doing it every single day and keeping yourself accountable for what you want to accomplish. And then I love that it has a little gratitude that you fill out at the end of the day because attitude of gratitude brings more to you. That's right. So, well, thanks so much, Terry, for being here. Your, your nuggets and your information and knowledge are just invaluable. And I really hope that you all will tune in to, um, 
some some of what Terry has taught us and um, the information that she shared with us today to see if it works for you. Again, grab that free download. The link is in the uh, show notes and as well as all the links to connect with Terry. So thanks again, Terry, for being here. Yes, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Feed You Podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. 